Hello everyone, welcome back. My name is Gunjan and I am your host for this episode of the podcast series from the House of Ram. Today I just want to go back to the basis for this podcast series. As mentioned in the early episodes of the series, the idea and the concept was based on Ram being our inner intellect. Once we awaken this intellect, we can then make an intelligent and a mindful decision on who we are, who we want to be and set our maryada accordingly. As our maryada goes closer to perfection, we ourselves invoke the ram in us and find peace and happiness. I would like to begin with the basic premise. The premise being that we are humans, the most evolved species on the planet, distinguished from the rest by presence of an intellect, which is beyond a mere IQ level measurement. This intellect is what makes us ask questions like who are we? What are we? What is the meaning of our life? What is the purpose of our life? Where are we going? What is our final destination? These questions have been asked time and again and also answered multiple times. Most famously by Lord Krishna to Arjun in what is the Bhagavad Gita. The answers given in the Bhagavad Gita have been echoed, repeated and reiterated many many times by all the masters and saints that we know of. The beauty of the Hindu philosophy to my mind is that it never tells you what to do or not to do. It simply lets you take a decision for yourself on who you want to be. It works on the karma scheme of things. We are on our own. Our actions and decisions will decide our own fate and our future. The other lovely aspect is that it does not give a total loser or a sinner or a winner or a saint tag to anyone. Murderers like Valmiki are allowed to turn saints. Karn, while fighting for the evil side, can still find redemption. Dashrath, who is a Rajrishi, can still suffer. A Shravan Kumar-like son can still die an untimely death. Krishna himself can be separated from a Radha. Anguli Mal, a serial killer, can find moksha. Eklavya, a perfect disciple, can suffer. There is no absolute black and no absolute white. Anything can happen to anyone. Absolutely anything is possible. The one thing that remains constant though is that the final goal of every soul is to reach the final destination of dissolution into the cosmic energy, the super consciousness, the state of shunya, moksha, 
nirvana whatever one may call it this aspect remains constant in the advait as well as the dwait system one can reach this destination by being a bhakt like meera or a kabir or the karma path like karn or one can reach this destination by following the gyan path like vivekananda it allows us to check what we resonate with choose our path it is all about the decision that we make whatever works for us the constant and consistent messaging here is that we are all on the same road to the same destination some of us may be slow some quicker but we all will get there irrespective of the number of lifetimes it may take i always imagine and visualize a long path that we are all walking on i can see in my mind's eye all the way to the top the final destination and then i can see the mass of humanity walking with me some ahead and some behind me all walking in the same direction towards the same thing and like in any pilgrimage one undertakes we receive words of encouragement from the masters who are ahead of us and they tell us of all the rocks the pitfalls on the road ahead they share their experiences which reach us through their teachings they instill hope and belief in us and encourage us to keep walking the one thing in common with all the masters mystics and the saints who have been enlightened is that they never suffered from the conditioning the emotions the fears the anxiety that we all face they were either born that way or got to that stage in their life look at meera ramakrishna paramhans vivekanand ramana maharishi look at our saints like sai baba adi shankracharya was enlightened at the age of 14 yoganand had the urge in early childhood who has heard of any of them struggling with family mundane emotions like anger greed lust it then becomes obvious that we first need to get to a stage where we are primed to undertake the final leg of the journey to enlightenment gautam buddh has taught that it is possible to achieve enlightenment in this life itself if his teachings are followed in true spirit it may take as little as 7 years to achieve enlightenment but once again following his teachings in the true spirit is what is the challenge here it presupposes that you have a propensity or an ability to detach to alienate vices completely it presupposes a perfect and a primed human being once we have reached that space where we are a near perfect human being is when we embark on the final journey
to enlightenment and to the final destination. For most of us, we will still struggle to prime, to be a good human being. It is of course possible, Valmiki and Anguli Mal being cases in point. We will just need to commit that we want to do this. Once we commit, then the next step or the question to my mind would be how? When we look at the Ramayana in a metaphorical sense, then Ravan's ten heads are compared to the ten vices which we all suffer from. These have been more or less defined as the following. Ego Attachment, which is also Mo Regret Anger Hatred Fear Jealousy Greed Lust and Inertia or Sloth Of course, different versions attribute different meaning to the ten heads. But what is constant is that they are always negative. They are negative emotions or vices that are said to hinder progress. It is then said that the presence of these ten vices in a person makes him a Ravan and the absence of these in a person makes him a Ram. We can either be born a Ram or we would have to actively kill all these vices, emotions, etc. to become a Ram. But irrespective of the above, we will have to be a Ram before we can qualify for the final leg of the journey towards enlightenment. Also, as we are all walking the same path, we can let nature take its course. As we are all bound to get to the final destination, irrespective of how slow we walk or how many times we derail or take a pit stop on this path, we will get there at some point. So we can let nature take its course and know that this will happen automatically over lifetimes. And we can just be comfortable with that or we can stop now and decide to actively do something to expedite the process and hope to get there sooner. To become a Ram, we will have to invoke the strength of character within us. We will have to imbibe the values and virtues of courage, compassion, empathy and love within us. We will have to commit to upholding the truth, whatever that may be for each one of us. We will have to course correct many, many times. We will have to look at each feeling, thought, action, speech with an executioner's eye and continuously calibrate of what we are thinking, speaking or doing. The stories of the Ramayana can only help guide us in this process. They give us a benchmark against which we can calibrate 
It sounds like a lot of hard work and it is. But the masters and all those who have walked this path before us bear witness to the fact that all the hard work that one can put in or one does put in is all worth it. Ram is the master of our intellect and may we all awaken it to find our way out of this sometimes dark, sometimes fun tunnel of ignorance and may we all walk into the light. Thank you for listening. I hope you will reflect on what has been said so far and if you would like to write to me, I can be reached at gunjan at thehouseofram.com. This is the last episode in this series as I will be taking a break for some time. I just wish to offer my gratitude to all the people who have taken the time to listen to this series. Thank you all and I hope that you found some value in what has been said.